Welcome everybody. Happy Monday. Hopefully you're having a great goddamn day. Welcome back to another Yam session live within the Potato Yam, the Crypto Yams Discord channel with our members and our friends alike. Today, man, Bitcoin took a tumble from the close last night. We we were looking like last night that we were going to receive a medium-term, short-term bounce. And overnight that play has been absolutely rejected, dumpstered, thrown the heck away. <laughs> because we're absolutely at 40,000 again. Ethereum's playing within the $3,000 level. Um uh yeah. So we've absolutely crashed down. We've broken through what was previous now, well, was support, now resistance. Um total 3 as well has fallen below that 730 billion dollar level. Um, we're still at a good chance of getting a higher low overall, but as this thing continues, we see rejections in the medium terms, the higher time frames such as daily are continuing down. We really like, we really, really need to find support soon. It's gotta be pretty much right now or another 40, 50 billion, at least on the total three Bitcoin speaking, that's about between now and $38,000. Um, this is what's critical for us. To maintain our macro overall, higher low stature, and keep this thing going and give us a chance to uh, to break up from um, the bad news that I'm seeing about this current price action is that potentially if we don't find the higher low and we don't end up using these divs, um, we could be potentially setting ourselves a sort of bear flag where we might have a extensive drop potentially coming out of this whole thing. That would also line up with obviously a diverging wave, converging wave at the same time. The flag could play into it. Um, Technically, there's a head and shoulders here in as well. So there is some bearish stuff on the chart. The bulls did really not come in when they were needed at these support levels. But as we know, we've been talking about this for weeks. All the back end data is still good. We're still bullish. All the inflow outflow data is bullish. All that yada yada goodness in the back. So whatever this ends up turning out to be is more than likely just going to be a washout of liquidity before turning things back up. Big money's making the monies. <laughs> you know, like uh, things overall do not, you know, they don't look bad. Now, this next weekly close in six days is going to come in very important for us here. As we can see, we're potentially on the way towards re triple confirming back down, invalidating the previous up TC. This would be very bad, very freaking bad. You can see the momentum of the money flow has been skipping along. We were really hoping that it was going to skip and 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 pop up here, which in now's case we're seeing, you know, again rejection potential invalidation, meaning that the close comes in lower than the buy. The buy was never profitable. A weekly buy invalidation is the worst possible thing that we can get as, you know, as in a bullish environment. Um, it takes everything that we've been talking about the last couple of weeks and throws it out the window and starts opening up the possibility for a revisit of 20, 30, and anywhere in between. So we really need to be paying attention this week to see what's going to come out of this. Um, is our daily going to be able to flip back up in time, not getting our TC down on the weekly, but the bulls need to come in where the strength is needed. We need to see, like I said, between now and 38, we need to see held, we need to see supported. We do not want to be closing daily, uh, daily candles below 
38,000. If we start seeing that, it's pretty much guaranteed what's going to come next. So at this point in time, I was able to sweep a couple long entries along the way on the push down here. We'll, I'll have to reconsider seeing how the next day or so kind of plays out if in order if I'm going to keep these or not or if they're going to get closed. That's pretty much that's pretty much the gist of it, guys. We have support below us still. Um, we have pushed down here, but this is like it's hard. It's hard to explain. There's like almost like an area between 42 and 38 of leniency. You know, we can be in here. We can whip down. We can do all that stuff. And it's not going to, you know, wreck our macro outlook things. As long as we find support there, the bulls come in and stop fucking us around. <laughs> yeah. Jay, I see you've started sharing your What's screen. What's going on? Not much, yeah. man. I want I want to pull up a pull up a couple things in particular that I think you might find interesting and please for all, all of y'all listening on the podcast an indicator that I highly recommend you use if you're if you're charting on trading the cool kids and you're charting and everything well if you pull up the indicator it's called Bitcoin logarithmic growth curves I talk about this several times in YouTube channel if you want more information on that I also have a couple videos dedicated to this. Um, so pull that up and you can see directly that we are retesting previous support along here. If you look on the daily time frame, you can see how we bounced off this support over and over and over and over and over on the daily uh, in the green. Pretty much whenever we're down in the green. And by the way, I'm using the bitstamp chart because you can go back 10 years, right? Uh, for this. And if you look, every time we've gone down, it's been a great buying opportunity. It just might take a little bit to play out. And because it's constantly increasing over time, it's kind of funny. If you were to look at it, um, let's say you bought back, uh, let's say you bought in 2018 in the free fall crash down to 3K from 6K support that we thought was going to hold forever and it fell down to three. If you were to bought right there as soon as I entered the green at like five, five thousand dollars, eventually like <laughs> that, like that's not even a herd of price anymore, according like we even breached down below. But even then, that was still the same support. So it's basically if you're in the green and you do buy some, okay, it might take a while to play out, but until proven otherwise, it's a decent time to buy if you're looking for spot buying. Not saying to buy now, but we are in the green and you could buy now. It just depends on what your time frame of. And one other thing, or a couple of things I did want to put are retesting as we speak right now a fib, the same fib that we have bounced off in the green pretty much over and over. We had a couple of wicks where we almost touched the next fib level down in the green area, but we haven't gone there yet. If we do, it'd be like 37,000 would be the first level. And then about 32,000 is the bottom. Um, so I find that pretty interesting. You can see actually the top here, how well, <laughs> look at the resistance we had up here at 47,000. Look at this band for five straight days. We couldn't even get over it. No, we tried, but we obviously tussle with it. So it's, it's a good indicator to have in your back pocket. Um, and I do have not, something else I want to mention, but I don't know if you wanted to chime in at all, Potato, on your thoughts. Um, no, you can go ahead with your second thought, man. I agree. The logarithmic growth curve has been kind of our underlying fortune teller for a long time. A long time. Good, good. Great for long-term plays and finding supports for sure. Absolutely. And of course, if you get into the red, it's like, okay, get out. But we haven't been in there for so long, right? But it called the top of the last two. See, I mean, mine, I use a bit of a different logarithmic growth curve. Jenny, I've got hiccups. <laughs> but, um... You know, they're essentially showing the same thing. Mine, though, is showing like the bottom of the bottom at the current moment is like 33,500. Like going below that would be absolutely 
probably the best buy opportunity we ever see. But how yeah. much, you know, every time it has gone below, it's gone below by about a hundred percent or, you know, a 50% drop, I guess. But essentially a 50% drop is a hundred. Yeah. And the thing is, uh, let's say, uh, cause all the bullish, you know, underlying metrics really here, those could play out in a long time, like lack of supply and all that kind of stuff. It doesn't mean we have to go to 70K right now, but over time, right? So my thought is if you're buying in this area and you're looking to hold for a while, who cares if you buy at 36,000, 31,000 or 28,000 if Bitcoin is 300,000 and 25, you know? So, and then all of a sudden you miss the boat and you're, and then you're actually buying at 50 anyways, you know? So great you know, it, it just depends on your time frame. Yet again, you know, not financial advice, of course. I, if your time frame is longer term, not a bad place to be looking in 040. If we get down in the 20s, consider that a blessing. Um, I agree. I agree. One other thing I want to mention is because we haven't yeah. talked about really, I really find so valuable. Monthly triple confirmed down two months ago. And if you were to look at the wolf pack, it kind of looks like the divergences are trying to play out here. So we're holding the 50. We're holding the 50 EMA month, okay? So that's that's good. Like the EMAs are bullish still, even though we're below the 21 and monthly. Uh, the EMAs are still stacked pretty well. So that's good. And that can be a big reason why we're consolidating here and trying to push up here. Um, and also why we're getting pushed down because the 21 EMA is on top of us. However, I will point out a couple things. Number one, if you're using the TCA indicator, previously known as the slum indicator, you'll notice the top FIB is at 50,000. And the bottom fib is at 10,700. That's interesting. That updated uh, recently. And we are triple confirmed down in the monthly. And if you look at this monthly wolf pack, I look at that and it's so proven otherwise, it's high, higher, low, lower, high, lower, low, lower, high, right? Like there, there's, there's, I guess there's maybe some bullish divergence on the wolf pack. Maybe. Let's see. Let's see if I zoom in a little bit. Yeah, so there is hidden bullish divergence wolf pack, but we know how the saying goes, oftentimes a regular one, right? In order to turn this around, maybe a divergence. What do you think? I could absolutely see it for sure. Um, the fact that we haven't, you know, um, the fact that we haven't come back to that market structure line other than the one time. And I mean, but like even the sell volume here, you look at it, it's weak, you know, compared to all the previous sell volume we had on these run-ups, on these dumps, like we're at minimal level of buy and sell volume. It just feels like we're just playing consolidate. And it feels like we had the chance to use this and to slam up here. Um, and other forces kind of held us down and said, no, it's not time yet. We're going to let this thing kind of work itself out a little bit longer before we actually pump the, you know. Look at the BBWP, man. 14% on the monthly. and. Why I do still like to use the BBWP indicator on my chart. And because like I can look back in time here before the bull run in January started. Like the last time we were this low on the BBW was was in June of 2020. And it turned into the, this big run eventually, right? Eventually, kaboom. So pretty soon here, I mean, if you were to look at this chart anyways, if you didn't know that was a monthly, you'd say, okay, something's coming. Look at these doji, you know? So I think we're going to see something happen sooner than later but of course that's monthly time frame that could you know four or five months away but i think 2022 we're gonna we're gonna see something serious happen that everything's gonna crap out you know like i just don't see the nasdaq making a higher high um in this kind of risk environment um and crypto is just too correlated to technology you know um dcpi number is the white like the fact that the white house has flagged this a day ahead <laughs> has even surprised me so like 
if you think about who's buying crypto, you got whales, you got, you know, traders. I don't know if that makes a difference in numbers overall. Um, you've got VCs who can make decisions like whales, but like you're going to have no corporate investors right now who are going to get this through risk compliance to invest, not in this crazy external environment. It's just, yeah. And it's my opinion that retail is kind of copying on that. They're going to have less money in six months than they have now after they pay their bills. Like Optus, Optimus in me, like why I'm not like, so everything is I'm like, how the fuck are we so strong here? Like TA aside, I think we can go to 30K at some point before, maybe at the end of the summer or later on in, in the second half of the year, maybe, you know, the markets have taken enough pain and central banks have kind of done enough or proven enough, really, you know, we're on the right track, raising interest rates, stuff like that. You know, for the markets to kind of go, okay, like we can use this as a base from here. Um, but the fact that like even like toxic, utter, complete shite coins haven't gone to zero, you know, is, yeah, it's a good sign. Overall strength in the market. It is. It really is. It just feels like who's, who's lacking behind right now? Retail. Who's uncertain right now? Retail, right? We were talking about this yesterday too in our quick little, it wasn't really a meeting, but just kind of hanging out. Like open interest is still scary high. You know, <clears throat> some data that I was looking at yesterday was um, potentially showing that what the exchanges are doing because their reserves of BTCs are so low, you know, they're going for that future liquidity first. They're going to wreck all of it. And then they're going to put that money back into their BTC reserves so that they can actually, they you think know. like you, Potato, you know, like they're accumulating during a consolidation phase and just liquidating really bad traders who are obviously not in this, this, this Discord. Losers. Well, exactly. Right. I know. Because <laughs> literally, like, they're, you know, they're they're essentially wrecking these people. They're taking their dollars and they're buying their themselves Bitcoin to put back in the reserve. And then when Bitcoin takes off, now their value of Bitcoin's worth more, you know, they're winning twice, essentially. And they know that, you know, if Bitcoin w were to do like an explosive upside move, you know, and they have to pay all those people out or people are going to continue to send out their Bitcoin from the exchanges, right? They have to have those numbers in order to give them. It's almost like, like a bank, you know, they have to be able to rotate the money around so that they still have money to be able to give their customers, but at the same time, you know, have that money invested and have that money on and blah, 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 blah. It's a strategy that I can't, like, I'd love to, and if anyone can, let's let's do it. But I can't really pick holes in because it, it makes so much common sense, especially I only, I only had a quick look today and Kraken are hiring like 50 plus roles up in Ireland right now. And maybe you're better... Uh, you have a better perspective to kind of judge the maturity of crypto and the amount of kind of foundational pillars that have come in when I refer to those like big money, capital investments, long term from a exchange and kind of market for national sense. You know, even when I popped in last January 2020, just the amount of access to be able to buy tokens and get on ramps is it's crazy. You know, you just super bowl with all of that. They're <laughs> you know, they're they're playing the macro picture long term, you know, they're not. And the fact that there are so many jobs today, and I was like, holy shit, you know, they're they're investing, you know, <laughs> they're not looking at the, the four hour. Well, and that's the point I bring up all the fucking big money, the hedge groups, the banks, 
They're not looking at anything lower than a fucking like feast a week. They're not. They're not going. They're worried about what Bitcoin's price is six months, years, and everything else. And they know that they love effects called us there, but more value. It's a, it's a crazy game that Bitcoin plays. That these whales know how to manipulate us so perfectly well out of our position. You know, because at the end of the day, future stuff doesn't mean shit, right? It's all bollocks. You got to look at the spot information. You got to look at what's going on with the actual who's buying and selling big. What's going on in those metrics? Because it seems like it's cutthroat. You know, you have all these governments and entities fighting over who, you know, who can get more Bitcoin first. I just don't know, man. The environment doesn't feel like full on bear mode cataclysm. We're going to shit. No, 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 I don't. I think Jay made a good observation earlier on as well that that low level on chain, like whatever data you want to call it. That there's a real latency to that cause and effect, you know. Like, I think a really, it's you know, and then the lag itself, the variability when we're can fit in terms of the, the impact time, like you know, that has a lot of slippage as well. So it's a good directional pointer. So let's recap: macro bull case, big money is in. They borrowed that nothing. Like you can look at Michael Saylor. I think is a good example. People are on Twitter yesterday saying like Michael Saylor and Do Kwan are currently like in the red, you know, you know, or below their DCA buy-in, which is like, these guys know nothing. These guys have borrowed <laughs> at 0.09% from the capital markets, <laughs> you know, <laughs> on like 10-year <laughs> kind of deals like. So they're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, we're in the red <laughs> today. <laughs> red on a weekly, who cares, man? Like, <laughs> this is binary. If it goes to nothing, they walk away anyway. But like, yeah. So I think think like a whale. Yeah, I think it's slow and um... right. Because when it, when I mean you, when you understand macro looks and just macro charting in general, you see that we're we haven't broken through this consolidation in or out. We came up to the middle. We rejected the middle. You know. Then just yesterday we were. In, it was the weirdest thing because forty two is essentially acting as like our macro middle and our midterm middle. For both the consolidations that we've been in. So, you know, it's just a super, it was a super weird spot to be in. It makes sense that we would see a rejection. It, I mean, I would have, again, I would have loved to see one more chance, you know, one more retest of resistance at 45, 46. That would have been awesome. But obviously, there's a lot of people in longs underwater right now, more open interest just to shove it down instead. And then, I mean, maybe people will start shorting here at 40K, right? So what they do is they, they push it a little bit farther and then we get a bounce for two or three days. And then that, then that wrecks all the guys in the shorts. And then we keep put, you know, trying to, you got to think about it like a, like a teeter totter when everyone, you know, realizes that their side's falling, they try and climb onto the other side, but that in turn makes the other side fall. I call it the drama yeah, zone. The drama zone. 42K <laughs> to 38 is a drama zone. <laughs> It is though. Absolutely. Man, like we we've never seen a consolidation this large before and we've never seen one play out so long. Right? This has been almost two years in the making of, of sideways between sixty and, and thirty. So we don't really know what, you know, to expect out of it. We've never seen one like this before. We know that we obviously we can play within the consolidation. Those rules are set in stone, you know, but are we going to have some sort of mega fake out to the downside or to the upside and fall back? And, you know, Bitcoin loves the extreme, the extreme pressure, the extreme move, the extreme everything, it's my extreme freak. 
my opinion is that it'll happen on the other side of the trough we're heading into on the macro economically because the second that everyone can go risk on again on mass i think they're going to crypto i think you'll see um i think a lot of money is going to come out of tech stocks because the growth in like all of these unicorns i'd love to shorten index of them because i know stats extremely well and i know like that 95 percent of it is not making a dollar you know um and that's a massive wall of money i think on the other side of this like there'll be less money i think they'll have learned about investing in every single tech unicorn going is not making money um and there'll be a more commodities based kind of global order i think and Bitcoin will fit right nicely into that. I can I can totally agree with that. I think that this time around, you know, Bitcoin will actually hedge those things falling, the dollar and shit. Like there's too many big names and too many big companies that are that are involved now for it, you know, not to be a hedge like gold or whatever. Like of course it'll still drop, but relatively, you know, it'll drop much less. It will hold up much better. I don't know. I just have this like gut feeling now that there's there's too much there's too much stuff in the background for it to do what it's done in previous you know types of recession type of uh, pullbacks. <clears throat> Not even full on recessions because we really haven't seen one since Bitcoin was made. Right? We saw the scare of the COVID bullshit 2019. Right? It was it wasn't it wasn't a real drop. We were already in bear market. It just fueled the last push. If any, the fear. It was never really. Oh, well, you know, COVID's killed 2 billion people, you know, that would have made sense, right? But it was just like fear of COVID that pushed the market into that level. It wasn't actually COVID itself. It was fear of COVID, which means that it wasn't real. It didn't go into a recession. They didn't announce it, blah, blah, blah. There wasn't a sovereign debt issue as well, which is, you know, the other side of the coin of currency crisis. And that's why I think like when sovereign debt funds start like risk allocating 0.01% to Bitcoin. Because they look at Dixie and they go, Jesus, the euro and everything else is going to shit. And then they kind of look at the money printer, Silicon Burr. Um, they're like, all right, you know. And that's why I think, like, we didn't see that in a COVID recession, as you're saying. Uh, kind of saw that with the GFC, but we're carrying the, the sovereign debt from the GFC into this crisis. And that's why I think there's going to be, a, you know, a, a lot of kind of potential defaults and stuff like that. And then what you have, you've got capital. Bonds look like shit. Equities look like shit. <laughs> oh, who would have guessed that Satoshi made a lot of sense as earning a trustless, <laughs> you know, technology where you're not trusting the US or any government? Like, it's, it's, it, it'll just be ironic if it comes full circle and it seems like that's the trajectory. Right. Yeah. I mean, for me, the biggest thing is going to be seeing how the market structures deal with this here are we going to hold the one day four day market structure can we keep this in a bullish medium term overall thing you know because breaking this structure as you can see we don't have a lot of of play beneath the structure in the recent consolidation <laughs> right 90 percent of the majority of our consolidation has been above the market structure line on the four day and one day so i think that this is the key for what, you know, are we all oh, seeing? Like, look at that daily BK. We still have total three, but daily on Bitcoin is shifting back way down market structure. Yeah. It's not confirmed as of yet, but yeah, I would, I would really, really like to see the structure hold for four day, which means not closing below 38. <clears throat> Excuse me. 
Yeah, I think that's going to kind of come in clutch for us there. Maybe like 37,500 at the last kind of last. Closing a daily below 40 today would be a, a bad sign. Just like yesterday, you know, I said it yesterday, like the close at, you know, during the last two, three hours, that's when we saw the dump and the, and the momentum shift. It was literally right at the end of the, of the close. And we did the same thing last Sunday too, where it was looking great, 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 great. And then the last two hours, it was like, oh shit, everything just turned right the fuck around. And what followed that week, a whole week of shit dumping, right? So ominously we did the same thing second week in a row makes sense right that we would get continuation to the downside but it was it was it should have been expected that we saw that bounce like dead cat something you know you said we came up to 43 and then we got slammed in the face which is not <laughs> the ideal uh, scenario for that it would have been way better to to test the the actual like structure resistance at 45 than three now again that might be why we end up bouncing here in the four hour or something similar to that where you know we, we've crushed down really hard really fast you can see that we've been rolling in this price action from 48 and the macro is good this is fine this is part of you know if this is a heart if this is the harmonic that you talked about that i was pointing out the entire time then things almost played out and then other than the things that have changed um the structures and stuff you know we're, we're still on path like yeah so to hold up at 38 or 38,500 right here, or even wicking down into 36, 35, but closing 38, be a-okay here. As long as the closes come in above our major macro support line, we have a very good... And again, like this, this move finishes off the harmonic. What comes of this harmonic? Always, almost always a bounce. It, it starts forming, you know, a new harmonic, but that would be the whole bearish play right there. And then what do we see? Well, we see higher lows, we see continuation, we see converging wave for the upside, and then it fucking flips again. And that's the magic that is trading. <laughs> yeah, so biggest things to take away from today. Um, we're pretty much back at our initial swing buy-in zone. Um, I, I would imagine a lot of you guys are not in those trades anymore. You would have exited on daily or something in between. Um, if you are still in those trades, and but you haven't taken enough profit, you know, you're not comfortable being back at your buy-in price, you should probably consider the environment. Know that it absolutely could chunk down here, but if you're comfortable in this zone, we're still in good shape. We still have support beneath our feet, like quite a lot in the next 3,000-ish dollars. <clears throat> and yeah, we just really need to see how these structure lines in the midterm hold up. One day, four day, are they going to hold? Make our lives nice and fun again, <laughs> coming soon to a chart near you? Or is this thing going to all turn to shit really fast? Even if, I mean, if it does turn to shit, one day, four day structures change. Um, again, we should still see some sort of reaction off of the structure line, bounce-wise. If we you know, were to see a lower high rejection, retest it, then we'd be looking at crash through. But do I think it's just going to come down here and then slam through and reject and shit? It could. Um, it's pretty unlikely and validate all of this stuff. See that we're already pushing below these levels. What were bridging waves, right? We still have one left, 38. As far as Wolfpack's going, are they're setting up for hidden right now. But if they break below, it's invalidated, right? We're already below both Liberator and Wolfpack. So below 38 is going to invalidate those. That's why it's another reason why 38 is coming in clutch for us, hopefully. Ethereum at 3,000, you know, it seems so bad. Again. 
I had orders at 3,090, 3,000 and 3180 so obviously that one the initial one <laughs> it's like very sad underwater but the other two orders just filled and I, I still believe that at least some reaction continuation down if not just full-on reversal from somewhere in this level jay do you have any closing thoughts anything else any disagreement not really man it's just uh yeah so many so many of the bullish divergences are being invalidated um kind of just what i'm looking for here uh, we had several kind of before, but it's funny earlier this uh, this morning for uh, time time zone for me, but uh, or actually I should say yesterday when we, we formed one more bullish divergence on the four hour and I looked at it and I was like, this is the, not the divergence. <laughs> it was just this tiny one, you know, and I was like, no, nope, that 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 ain't it. No, nope, we're coming down more. So it but it does make sense that we're retesting 40K at least as well. So, I mean, it just makes, yeah, it's always been a battle, but um, I don't know. A lot of the EMAs are looking like garbage again. Uh, I think, I don't know if we're necessarily just going to go kaboom straight up if we support here. I think we're just going to get messed around with for a lot longer, more than um, until I see the daily actually turn around in any sort or give us any sort of divergence, then, you know, I won't be aping into anything for sure. The four day will be to see down at this rate. By the time the next candle comes for reference, um, we'll see. There's there's a good chance there's continuation of this downtrend, like you said, and we just flagged. That could definitely happen, but that's, of course, going to be a long time, and we'll have plenty of session chats in the meanwhile. We'll see. Usually when we get this this sort of fast you know, drop, it doesn't maintain. We don't see the sell volume to back this up. Like True, true sell volume. Um, yeah, I think there's just a lot of open interest. There's a lot of fear. A lot of uncertainty, and they're going to take advantage of all that before we see anything true come to fruition. But the future is bright, my friends. Don't worry too hard. Hopefully your shorts are heavy into profit. Your longs are either at break even at this point, or you've taken so much profit that you're not worried about being in the red for a little bit as long as those, you know, if weekly TC's back down, you have no reason to be in the long. And that's, I mean, you can obviously use your four day as an earlier reference for that. Four day does TC back down, you know, it's a good point to probably close the rest of that long and add to the short, but not financial advice. You guys know how it works. We appreciate you guys tuning in today for another awesome podcast uh, for you guys listening. Uh, we do have a YouTube, a discord channel. All those links are found on our website, tripleconfirmation.com. Um, be sure to check that out. We got so much up and coming stuff going on Four twenty. Is going to be the release of our TCC token. Very exciting things to come from that. Potheads, TC token, all the good stuff. Find it on tripleconfirmation.com and listen to our podcast on anywhere you guys would find your podcasts. Yeah, buddy. Right. Yeah, buddy. Have a great day, everybody. Take care.